This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential. Derived from our maker, that is liberty. And liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show podcast edition here on Westwood One. My name is Steve Dace. Todd and Aaron are here with me as well. Our podcast each day is powered by CRTV. Speaking of which, we just concluded our television production for CRTV today. Todd, let's give the audience a preview of what's coming up today at CRTV.com. Well, I know, you know, when you tell us about uh, reader feedback, uh, Steve, that people are like, oh, you're the you know, only ones who talk about it from that angle or that say things this way. And that's all really flattering. So we really go there this time. We, we diagnose something. We got in those weeds and brought to light something that's, oh, I mean, you're going to be amazed. We figured out right at the top of the show. Hillary Clinton's a bad person. Yeah. And I I would... I've grown tired of thinking of everybody I disagree... Of of thinking of of people I disagree with automatically, two-dimensionally. Agreed. One is because, you know, uh, my faith convicts me of doing that. Right? Two is uh, because... Because my faith convicts me of doing that, you're not going to reach lost people if you just make stereotypical two-dimensional assumptions about them. I absolutely. Right? I'm glad you put it that way, yeah. but it's because I totally agree with you that I yeah. have all the more confidence in saying what I just said. Yeah, yeah, and 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 we did that. We, we kind of went down the checklist with that exercise today, and I think it's definitely something if you've not yet watched our show on CRTV, you you want to hear and, and see that exchange today at CRTV.com. What about you, Aaron? Uh, the round table... Talk about a hilarious pull. A little bit. We touch on that. I mean, we spent probably about uh, the first 10 minutes or so talking about this pull. And I'm not going to say any more about it, but if if this pull is true, it is... I mean, you were talking about it during the break, Steve, and we, we won't go there again. But it is it is pretty funny. I think you'll get a laugh out of it. This this poll is the greatest poll of my career. Yeah. it's the it is It is certainly the most fun pull of my career yes you have a weird definition of fun <laughs> it my, makes me sad <laughs> i think that's been established a long time ago there's a next t-shirt you have a weird definition of yes, fun it yes. makes me sad well if you want to know what i mean by a weird definition of fun uh it's sitting there for you to have fun with today at crtv crtv.com promo code dace is how you can become a subscriber if you're not one yet use that name as a promo code and you'll get a discounted subscription that'll get you all of the crtv programming our show the entire lineup every day for just about a quarter a day for a year crtv.com promo code dace crtv.com promo code dace
All right, let's get to it. Uh, it is Buy, Seller Hold Wednesday, so we're going to touch on a myriad, a plethora of different topics today. Aaron will throw out a series of hopefully uh, interesting to provocative statements. Todd and I, with, and some of them may be suggested by those of you in the audience, Todd and I will then uh, determine whether we're buying or selling that, hopefully have at least one good reason why. Once per show, we are allowed to say that particular proposition is so beneath my intellectual capability. It doesn't merit me taking a position because holding for any reason other than that is considered a punk out and a clear violation of the dude code for which you will be severely punished. But one point of order, some of them will be provided by our listeners. I mean, this is like Aaron McIntyre's little sweatshop he's opened up. I have noticed that recently. Oh, well, yeah. Brilliantly. I mean, mean, it's, He's Bishop Don Magic Wand, the pimp over there. It's not that I'm, I'm, it's not that I'm lazy. It's just that I like our listeners. Yes, there we go. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Okay, so we're going to start off on a really positive, optimistic note here. Uh, Jacob Arthur says, A justice in the mold of Scalia or Thomas will never again be seated on the Supreme Court. I'll I'll sell. I'll sell. Because the, the, the logic suddenly opens it up. It's so obvious, right? I mean, if if whoever passes away in the next couple months i mean instantly the logic says amy coney barrett assuming that's who she todd really Erzin's, is todd's urzen's logic says that well no actual logic says that you i mean for all the reasons that True. we just learned actual <laughs> actual logic so is different it, than swamp logic though and it only takes <laughs> i like that a moment. logic is different than swamp logic. Nice. I mean, I, 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 back when I was at the Des Moines Register, I had a conversation uh, that kind of crystallized a notion, to a political notion in my head that I've used on the show before. It's been a while. But the status quo is the status quo until it isn't anymore. And sometimes things are just, in fact, so freaking obvious. And there's enough people who, in the right position, who are just finally... And Aaron, you speak about it. The Holy Spirit intervenes. So it's it's as ripe as ever for that to happen. I don't think the answer to this question is cut and dried either way. Um, I'm glad you went first. I was going to take the opposite view of what you took simply because I really think this is a 50-50 question. <laughs> and I can make an intellectual case either way. So I was going to let you make one intellectual case and then I was going to make the other. I think the the best part of the intellectual case you just made is it would it would take something spiritual, I think, for that to happen. Because uh, the the case for why it won't is... Most Republicans, and yes, I said most, are progressives. That's number one. Most of them are progressives. All of the Democrats are. And a lot of the conservative legal community prefers justices, and they're the ones that do a lot of these recommendations, and they prefer judges like Kavanaugh or Gorsuch, who I think's record as a federal judge was overall more conservative but had no pro-life record at all um and i think you saw that in the way the conservative legal community went to battle to lobby for kavanaugh to get the nomination over amy barrett i think um 
I would have told you 48 hours ago, I thought it was 50-50 at best that Kavanaugh will survive this confirmation fight. I now think it's about 70% at, at worst that he does. I think this thing has become begun to unravel on the Democrats since the Republicans did what I advised them to do on Monday, which is stop getting into back and forths or coming up with conspiracies and just call the bluff. Say, hey, we'll give you the camera. Come on stage. Tell us what you got. And now it looks like she doesn't want to do that. So a lot of people are going to say, let's just move on then. Um, I think that... I think if he were to go down, though, I don't have. To, I don't. I don't think Amy Barrett would be the would be the place they would go at all. I think you'd get an even bigger squish, and they would probably be a female, but a bigger squish female. So I, I think, based on the status of the conservative legal community, um, and the way that it lobbied for Kavanaugh, the way it lobbies for Thomas Hardiman, okay. Um, we're the ones that lobby for Amy Coney Barrett. It wasn't. It wasn't the. It wasn't the Federalist Society. It wasn't the conservative legal community. So, from a practical standpoint, I think the answer is no. But I also agree with the analysis that the status quo is the status quo till it's not anymore. And we have seen some impractical things that on both the right and the left that appear to have no explanation other than some spiritual force at work or component on one side or the other and that's why i think it's it can happen in the scenario that todd articulated but it if i can promise you if brett kavanaugh goes down the federalist society and those conservative legal people aren't at the white house the next day urging for amy barrett i promise you that's that's, not what would happen that's true gender mcgenderface says iran will begin its revolution before venezuela How do we tell uh, when a country is in revolution? Because both these countries are in unrest. Yeah, I mean, that's, that was going to be my question. I, that's why I was, to, you know, tell me when you think the American Revolution started. Do you think it started at the, at the Boston Massacre, the revolt against the Redcoats there? Did it start at the Boston Tea Party? Did it start at Lexington and Concord? And right? when is a revolution a civil war? Yeah, that's another good point. Yeah. All right, so because depending on when you think a revolution began at the very least what you're seeing in iran are the seeds being planted for potentially for yes. one. uh here's my answer to this question my answer to this question is if the united states will su- will support then I would guess Iran. Without any U.S. support, I would guess what you've seen in those two countries is as far as it will go. That's my answer. I think, so Venezuela before? Correct. No, Iran will begin its revolution before Venezuela. Okay, a cell. And this has to do with... uh, my self-diagnosis of my naivete uh, in the uh, in terms of the war in Iraq, uh, I I believed it was likely uh, then in that moment, and others did as well. Notions of uh, Eric Spring, uh, the, the, 
we're talking about moments that are ripe. I just got done talking about one. There have been many moments within the Islamic world that would be ripe for revolution. And you know what choked the life out of all of them? The religion that will still be dominant in Iran either way. that That's the thing. You can't have anything resembling a real revolution there unless you are revolting against Islam. I, I think that's generally true. The reason why, just to clarify, the reason why I selected Iran, I don't think you'll see successful revolution in either country without without U.S. support. Yeah. Okay. Um, the reason I selected Iran, though, is because there, it, there's a there's a speciality to Iran's is situation as Islamists that put it at odds with other major sectors of the Islamic world. Okay. I mean, the, the Saudis and the Jordanians would love to see revolution in Iran every bit as much as we would, albeit maybe for different reasons, okay? But Iran is... Um, Iran is the alt-right of the Islamic world, if I could use that analogy. Iran is the Mother Jones um, think progress of the Islamic world. Where a lot uh, other places in the Islamic world that would like Islam to dominate as well are like those people are fiends and bad and we don't like them. Okay, and so that's where I think there's there's more. It's not as cut and dried there than it is in many other Middle Eastern Islamic countries where you're right. Um, the religion is the factor. In, in Iran's case, religion their their version of Islam is a factor why there are other Islamists, including other Wahhabists and jihadist-supporting nations who wouldn't mind seeing revolution in Iran because they don't like the Iranians. They don't like the Ayatollahs. And they view them, in a way, they're sort of, they're sort of the Samaritans of the Islamic world because they are Persian and, they, and not Arab, and they proudly hold on to that. Yeah, that's great analysis. Um, Tecmo Super Bacon says Christian Yelich wins the National League MVP. If uh, there was, I just saw on ESPN last night a, a screenshot of like the, I mean, I think there were 10 guys uh, on there that they said um, are within the conversation right now. And Yelich was one of them, also uh, fellow brewer uh, Lorenzo Kane. Uh, but I will say that the the tear that he has been on lately, just hitting for his uh, uh, second uh, cycle uh, of the year. If if the Brewers uh, do end up overcoming the Cubs and winning uh, the division, uh, I I I will buy this. I think it's as likely as any other choice. Well, let's see. He's got uh, he leads the uh, National League in batting average by one. Um, his overall WAR, all those stats you look at, are great. He's on a team that's really good. Um, I guess I'll buy. Joffrey says Democrats sweep Congress in 2018 and remove Trump, but fail to keep either house in 2020, lining up four more years under 46 as more do nothingism. I think what he means is they impeach Trump, but they don't remove him. But the first part, sweep, meaning they win both houses. Yeah. Uh, okay, I will sell on that. Yeah. I I think that 
Um, I think there is a blue wave, and then there's not. And what do I mean by that? I, I think that we have we have already seen evidence in special elections in other places. We've already seen the evidence you would typically see in midterm elections of a wave from the other side of the party in power. All the evidence of that is there. What we have right now, though, and so to say there's no blue wave, I totally disagree with that. And it's not because it's my opinion, because the math's not in your favor. The, you're, you're arguing against math. I'm not into arguing against constants. In general, as a Christian, I strive for transcendence and constants. They're, they're the basis of my worldview. I mean, either God supernaturally raised his son from the dead or he didn't, right? That's a pretty cut and dried constant. It's a pretty good formula. If either that happened or it didn't, if it did, then listen to everything else we have to say. And if it didn't, then, uh, you know, we're the biggest freaking losers that in your culture. It's one or the other. No in between. Okay, I like that. I like those kinds of propositions, you know? Um in this case, you have to consider, though, you have a unique situation where the Senate map is overwhelmingly in favor of the party opposite of the wave. So that already mitigates some of the impact of the wave. I guess, the, let me use an analogy. In Iowa, 25 years ago, they had massive flooding on, you know, um, the river here in town and the river bank down there on Grand and 63rd and, and and that whole thing overflowed and we saw what and you guys, I mean, I wasn't living here then. You probably were. You remember what those times were. Okay. We had severe flooding in our state, not, not quite as heavy rain as what you saw in 1993. We had severe flooding and rain in our state a few months ago. One of my our, one of my former coworkers in local radio got swept up in it and died. Okay, um, you know there was a case of a couple's house literally got so flooded it it blew up their gas line and the home exploded. Right, and but there was a wave, there was a flood. But after the 1993 floods, they they built so many safety mechanisms on that one riverbank. The Grand River, is that the Grand River down there is the one I'm thinking of? Raccoon? That, Raccoon River, thank you. That one riverbank down there that it was still flooding. There was still lots of damage. We even had a death, okay? But the catastrophic damage was mitigated by the, by the, by the pushback of, of, of the system. That's what we have now. It's not that there's not a blue wave. It's that the map is so locked in on one hand. There are too many places where Democrats can't win no matter who they nominate and Republicans can't win no matter who they nominate, period, period, period. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I, you know, I, I totally disagree with what Eric Erickson just tweeted a minute ago. He tweeted, by this time next week, Dianne Feinstein is going to be so discredited from this Professor Ford thing, she'll lose election. <laughs> I totally disagree with that. Now, she could be extremely discredited. And then after she's discredited on this President she's Ford thing. She's going to get 15 million yes, votes. She could be totally discredited yeah. on this President Ford thing. And then after that, she can be seen on camera literally handing her panties to Vladimir Putin. Who, Republican, she's not losing, guys. She cannot lose. That, that, that election was held in the primary. There's, there is nothing, 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 nothing she could do. Child molestation charges, and I mean it, nothing. Absolutely friggin' nothing. The maps, the, the kung fu is too strong. I second that. Okay? Won't happen. And, this, and, and 
It, you just and you saw it with the poll that came out yesterday in Texas. All of a sudden, Ted Cruz went out there and reminded everybody: Beto O'Rourke doesn't like guns, and um, and 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 all of a sudden, well, yeah, they remember we live in Texas, and now he's down by nine. That was never really, I don't think, a race. It was always about whether that was going to be close enough that that it might negate some of Ted Cruz's coattails nationwide. Things are too balkanized. And so there's a system of resistance flushing up against the, up against the wave. And then there is the fact that the Democrats mitigate their own wave because of the crazy factor. There is a crazy, there is a there is an element of voters who hate the Republican Party. I know what I'm talking about, guys. I'm one of these voters. I'm one of them. I go to bed at night and I'm like Luther cursing Erasmus in my nighttime prayers. God curse the Republicans. But I, I can't just hand my kids over to this level of crazy. I, I just can't do it. So I'm in this conflicted thing where on one hand, I am trying to end a party. I'm act, And I'm not lying about it. My next book is an effort to end the Republican Party. That's essentially what it is. And to convince you that it needs to be ended. It needs to be, we need to do this like they did in that movie Miller's Crossing. You take the traitor out there in the middle of the woods and you just put him down right there. Okay? And just leave the body. Take the cannoli. <laughs> right? That's the next book. That's what Truth Bombs really is. In a nutshell, shorter version of Truth Bombs and the GOP. Put it down once and for all. But on one hand, I'm going to try to end it. On the other hand, I, I feel this pull to go in there in 50 days and just vote straight ticket Republican. Because I, I don't, how do I, I can't, I can't, I can't live with people who don't want to live with me on any level. And they, they let me know that all the time. How do I, how do I just, how do I abide that? And it's different than when Trump ran because I have to assume his character too. Because he's the, he's the candidate for office. Here, it's more of a referendum kind of an election. Collectively, who do you want in charge? Well, my answer is neither. But one side, one side is poisoning my water table. The other side literally is doing a home invasion. And they don't take prisoners. I, I, what do you do with that, Right. So because of the crazy factor of the Democrats, they mitigate their own wave as well. And you will see some of these Republican voters right now who are totally despondent and don't care. You will see some of them come home the last couple of weeks because of the crazy factor. Because Democrats have done absolutely nothing at all for the last two years to show any mainstream face of their party or on any issue or any accommodation of any differences America has with them, period. So there is a wave, but the map is working against the wave, having its full catastrophic damage. And then the Democrats mitigate their own wave by the fact there's so much poison in, injected into it. People feel as if this is, this is not a normal storm that I can tolerate. I got to fight back and push back against that storm. That's way too long of an explanation, but no. hopefully it made some sense. No. No, that's that's one of the better that's one of the better analysis I think that we've had on this show. And I agree with it, minutes. which is why I also sell, and it's why here at this point in projecting on how things are likely to go, I, I actually think Republicans will maintain both houses, and but the the house will be like n- narrow narrow margin. A equals a 
says something that is probably impossible for any of us to answer, but we'll go with it. Hurricanes are scarier than earthquakes. Now, on the one hand, we live in the Midwest, so we know what bad storms are, not mm-hmm. to the level or length that hurricanes are. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been in an earthquake before. I, I lived in I'm, California as a kid when my stepdad was in the yeah. Navy, so yeah, I remember them. Yeah. I have not experienced an earthquake. I don't think... And I've lived, I lived a, in Florida, and I remember hurricanes when I lived there, but I lived in Orlando, oh, which right. is pretty inland. That's right. So you, you, yeah. you can actually answer this. I would uh, say I, I wouldn't like earthquakes very much, so I would say I would sell this. I think I'd sell as well, because you can't escape an earthquake. They just hit you. Yeah. You can escape a hurricane. You can prepare for it. If you're in the middle of it, that's a conscious choice, and yes. then if you're scared, whatever, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, you're if you're living on the San Andreas fault line or not, right? You yeah. know whether you are or not, but you know, there's no tectonic shift downstream, uh, 300 miles away, you know, where the geologists come to you and say, uh, "Guys, we've got a hurry, we've got an earthquake watch." Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. The, 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 so, yeah, for that reason, the suddenness of it, I, I would agree. I, I and I, I and let's say this: this is not to mitigate anybody that's suffered anything right. of any calamity or tragedy as the result of a hurricane um we're just simply saying that we at least have some form of a warning system um and there's some form of a warning system with hurricanes as well but it's not nearly as uh, precise as it is or with earthquakes as well but it's not nearly as precise and exact all right um this is from bear nj he says the only organization that ignores its own doctrine is tone deaf and has contempt for its followers pushes liberal policies and pimps amnesty more than the republican party is the catholic church that's by, and i'm pretty sure this guy i'm i'm i don't want to say because i think i remember him from before so i think he might be qualified to say that and he's not just trolling i think there's enough there there and in the current catholic moment that we're having i'll cede your point and bye i will i was just gonna a second whenever he said um, oh and, and i like can this I, one can i answer why yeah not to cop out but i'm not catholic right so i'm not involved in the inner machinations of your discussions and dialogues every day right and so i don't want to just sit here and um Cast cast, uh, yeah. cast bombs from afar. Yeah. All right. Um, John Kitt says, because Sesame Street came out and said Bert and Ernie were puppets without orientation, they will now be made to care and throw them a wedding ceremony. Bye. Bye. Who will be made to care? There, I, Sesame I, Street. If you're telling me that we're going to oh. see Bert and Ernie eventually get married, I will buy. Oh. I'll... I'll sell only because every like every once in a while I I don't know how woke Frank Oz is on a regular basis but I mean he he stepped up right quick on this one and said listen um I played a role in inventing these dudes and um you guys are all crazy and when he said in that tweet and it's 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 so true it is i mean he's preaching the gospel there what there is so much more to people than their straightness or gayness now that's not a perfect 
parsing, but because if you want to take that, you can say that these are kind of co-equal and arbitrary. I, I don't think that's what he was saying. Um, he was he was simply saying, you know, these are you. Why, why with your silly, dumb boxes all the time? This, you know, the <laughs> Pert and Ernie have been friends they have been uh teaching lessons uh to children that transcend your dumb boxes and that yeah. can speak to him. so i what's i hope that's true yeah it's I probably it's true. true he's also 75 yeah whoever the next caesar is yep. bernardi will get married because Promise you, in the happening. marxist in the marxist and the progressive <laughs> mind what he said is totally untrue because how the hell do i label you now yep what 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 uh what faction do you belong to now uh adam cothran Rand paul takes sass's cue and becomes the first to leave the gop oh sell sell, sell. if there's a constant with Rand paul it's that he will pick the right fight and then ultimately give up on yep. it at the end yep. that's the constant yeah yeah so ordinary steve says ohio state will win the national championship this year because everything sucks bye 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 um i'll sell i don't think their offensive lines is good good enough to block clemson or alabama and i don't think the backs their back seven on defense is i think the weakest it's been in several years and now their best pass rusher mr bosa may be gone for the year so but if you're if you're doing this strictly on a karmaic argument then you absolutely are making the right choice, <laughs> okay? Uh, but if, but analyzing it in terms of football, I think it's I think it's the most offensively explosive team Urban has had. But I also think it's the team it's the, that's least built to win a national championship because of that. It's it's more of a video game team than um, a team that can that can beat you in the trenches, particularly on third and three. All right, Pat Riot is dropping this bomb in our laps. The book of Genesis before Abraham is largely metaphorical. I will sell. Well, metaphorical in which way? That's that's that what there's I, no place. There, there's meaning. Define metaphorical for me. Uh, metaphorical meaning um, the uh, descriptions are actually um, standing in the place of what actually happened. Okay. So uh, it's not it's not literal. I guess I would say. Oh, then I would sell. Yeah. Because I mean, I mean, there's metaphors there's, in the Bible. Yeah, I mean, there's when always the, metaphors. When the Bible, in the Bible says the Lord is the king of a of the it, cattle on a yeah. thousand hills, yeah, that it, doesn't mean there's only a thousand hills. Yeah. And if we counted one thousand and one, he doesn't own the cattle. Yeah. When Jesus says you're the salt of the earth, he doesn't mean you're you're an, you're a pillar of iodine. That's not yeah. what it means. I mean, there's metaphors in the Bible, so I want it. That's why I didn't want to just fall right into the the you know the quicksand here but if you mean in general not that it doesn't contain any metaphors but in general in and of itself it is a metaphor then i will sell i will sell yeah the the correct i think more correct to talk about allegory than metaphor and i i will say that if we're just talking about are, are those chapters all literally true the answer to that for for me as a Catholic, is sell. I, I think, and I think the scholarship in many ways uh, backs that up. I, I mean, you're, you, you, a, a true appreciator of the Bible needs to understand the way cultures wrote what they were trying right. to convey. Yeah, it was a verbal do I tradition. Mean, I, now, do I yeah. mean they are? I believe they're absolutely true. Mm-hmm. I just don't believe they are in all senses literally. Is true. the Bible the literal word of God? 
is everything in there to be taken taken literally? Those are two different questions. Correct. Yeah, that's a fantastic distinction. Yep. All right. Um, so several months ago, um, Steve Heverin uh, sent a list, uh, and I can't remember what exactly that list was, but it was a really good list. And ever since we used that on the show, he's been writing me um, at least once or twice every week with <laughs> more lists. But um, he said, "If you give him mouse a cookie, he right? gives you mouse a cookie." <laughs> yeah. But they're all pretty good, and so I feel like if he's putting this much time into it, I need to throw him a bone. So here we go. Um, this is um, 10 solo artists and whether they were better solo or should have stayed with the band. Yeah. Oh, that's like a this. good one. I like yeah. this. Okay. Phil Collins was better as a solo artist than as a part of Genesis. Ooh. Bye. And I like Genesis, oh. but No Jacket Required, Susudio, those albums. Yes. Bye. Bye. You know, that the case can be made. I am going to go the other way and sell because... The fact that he had to step into Peter Gabriel's shoes and that he anted up in a way that I think when you, you can, unless you're like deep into music, you can convince, when people think of Genesis, just the casual music listener, I think they might think of Peter Collins first. Oh before. no, they, they think of Phil Collins first. See, so the, I think that yeah. just goes to show how, what a remarkable job he did. Yeah. To step in, but I I don't think it's a cut and dry issue. I mean, yeah, Phil Collins solo was just as good as it gets. Lionel Richie is as good of a solo artist as he was with the Commodores. I think he was a better solo artist. So you're selling? Yeah, I think he was a better solo artist. Oh. I mean, he's one of the highest selling, best selling solo artists of all time. Lionel Richie is. Yeah, yeah, numerous number one songs. Yeah. That album that had All Night Long, Hello, it's one of the five or six highest selling albums of the 1980s. Well, my instinct was going to... I mean, I'm not... I don't know much Commodores. My instinct was go to that direction on that, but I think I'm going with Steve's expertise on this one. And I think sometimes people get the song catalogs mixed up. Like, most people know Phil Collins is not Abacab or Misunderstanding. They know that that is Genesis, right? They kind of know which one is which, okay? (laughs) Most people probably think Easy Like a Sunday Morning is a Lionel Richie song. It is not. It's a Commodore song. So I think for some of these, one of the challenges will be how much of the song catalog do people think or understand belongs to belongs which, to which yeah. of the which and not both. I think right. I thought that Easy Like Sunday Morning was a Lionel Richie song, so mm-hmm. yeah. point made. Uh, John Lennon was better with the Beatles. Oh, so. Oh, with the Beatles? With the Beatles. Oh, absolutely <laughs> by. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely by. Not even close. Yeah. Yeah, he was just kind of a weird guy with, then he, just got, yeah, then he just yeah. got really weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paul McCartney was as good with the wings as he was with the Beatles. Oh, so. I mean, who, whose list is this? Steve Heverin. He's trying to stroke you out. That's what it's, he's trying to do. You know, this is, this is Steve's, this is like Stormy Daniels baiting Trump with penis talk. All right. Trying to get him to respond, trying to get his yes. ego out there to help mm-hmm. her sell books. And you know he will. Going to the, you be- know he will. Going to the Beatles card Saturday here, morning. Yes. Is this listener's attempt. To bait me. And which, it's, it's going to work. Which, by I just the way, want you to I know respect that. greatly. <laughs> greatly. <laughs> um, Stevie Nicks was better with Fleetwood Mac. Ah. Ah. I will, I will sell just because I like her version, this, the orchestral version of Landslide better than I do the, the Fleetwood Mac well, here's, version. The, the challenge here is several of Fleetwood Mac's biggest songs 
she didn't sing. I mean, in my opinion, the best song they ever did was Go Your Own Way. That's Lindsay Nielsen did that. That's a fantastic. Um, Don't Stop, which is a nut, which off the Rumors album is, I think, their most popular song ever or pretty close to it. Um, you know, Don't Stop Thinking About Tomorrow. That was Bill and Hil- Bill Clinton's campaign theme in 92 and 96. That's Dreams, his all-time favorite song. Stevie Nicks. Yeah. Okay. But Don't Stop is another Lindsey Nielsen song. Lindsey Buckingham. Um, Buckingham. I said Nielsen's the sportscaster yeah. from CBS. Lindsey Buckingham. Thank you. Um, uh, let me see. Uh, the Chain. She's kind of great on that, song. right? And but Buckingham That's sings that is, song. is on that best. too. So then you had the other chick who was the piano player. What's her name? Christy McVie. Yep, she sang several songs too. So it's not like her voice is paramount on all of their most known hits. This is a tough call. I guess because she probably sang backup still on a lot of those songs. I will go with she was better at Fleetwood Mac. What about you, Todd? Uh, so I, Stevie Nicks was better with well, Fleetwood Mac. You, I thought you were making the argument that she was better solo. So you're Steve. so you're selling that she's better with Fle- Fleetwood Mac. No, I'm buying she's better with Fleetwood Mac. Oh, okay. Yep. I well that I think I think it's probably solo because of all the things Steve just got done saying. But along the lines of my. Um, Phil Collins' argument. I'm making she, the argument she's saying the backup vocal she sang on those songs is better than probably anything she ever yeah. did as a solo artist. That's okay. she had a, a substantial solo career. I think, but she she also was not originally part of Fleetwood Mac. She was brought. She came in later, and so she had to step into an already uh, impressive uh, lineup with dominant, very dominant personalities. I mean, there was, that's quite a soap opera if you look into what... And there was a love... love That's what rumors and all that stuff is a reference to all of that was going on at the time. The fact that she not only survived that, but thrived to the point that her solo career flourished, I'm going to give it Fleetwood Mac for those reasons. Toby uh, Toby Mac is better as a solo artist than as a part of DC Talk Cell. My teenage daughter would say... He's better as a solo artist. My wife would say better as part of DC Talk. I think that's probably a generational question. I have no frame of reference for answering that question. None. I can't. Have I ever told you about my conversation with Toby Mac? No. 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 Yeah. I was walking into the, well, I I worked for a a big Christian music radio or Christian radio station up in the Twin Cities. So we had artists in all the time. I was walking into the bathroom and he was coming out and you know what he said to me? Hmm. Sup, dude. All right, Michael Jackson was better. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that was good. Michael ja- Michael Jackson was better as a solo artist than a part of the Jackson Five. Oh, that's not even Bye. debatable. Yeah. yeah. Bye. That's easy. That's low lying fruit. Yeah. Bye, but it's closer than you think. I mean, the Jackson Five yes. is fun. If 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 you mean that, the, sp- like that the spread was minus thirty eight and yeah. you only lost by twenty seven, you're right. Closer than the experts yes. think. Yeah, uh, Bob- I, that's exactly how I meant it. That is exactly <laughs> how I meant it. Bobby Brown was better as a solo artist than part of a new edition. Oh, that's not even that's not even close to. I mean, it's, all those guys. You had Ralph Tresvant. You had Johnny Gill. Uh, you had Bell Biv DeVoe. I mean, so yeah, absolutely. That, that's not. That's an easy. Easy uh, is it? I'm selling it. He was better as a solo artist. Bobby Brown was a be- was better as a solo yeah, artist. Yeah, easy buy. Okay. Easy buy. Yeah, agreed. Steve Perry was. better. How about the 45 year old white guy? 
pulling out the names yeah, that, of that's every not, member of New I, Edition. See, you don't want to draw Step attention. off. Nice. You do not want to draw Step no. off. You no. can't fade me. Don't want to draw attention to, to that. Oh, uh, very nice. Steve Perry was better with Journey. Oh, Bye. yeah. Yeah, I mean, Journey's one of the great underrated bands of all time, and he had that one... Oh, shit. Which I freaking hated that song oh, with a heat of a thousand suns. Hold on. Maybe the most hold underrated on. vocalist in rock music history. Steve I, Perry. I truly... Until they find the Chinese guy that voice. can mimic him exactly, Until the Filipino, Filipino. What? Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, racist. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sting was better with the police. Oh, bye. Absolutely, absolutely, oh, bye. I mean, he was pretty good as a solo artist, but there is... I could make an argument the best thing he did as a solo artist was singing the harmony to Money for Nothing with Dire Straits. Oh, I can no. make that oh, argument. No. That's silly. That's not... No, I could make that argument. That's his best no, song as a solo artist. No, he, has, sell those he had a great... Be, just because of that, I will absolutely go with the cell and say and i i've said on the show before police are one of the most underrated bands uh of pop music they're fantastic nothing he did as a solo artist comes close to every breath you take don't stand so close to me everything she uh uh everything she does is magic nothing nothing even comes close to those three songs alone uh feel there's great music fields of gold other ones um i mean it's it i would have i would have all i think i would have held but just because of your grotesque grotesque throwing under the bus grotesque overreach yes that is it boys and girls I think it was worthy I liked that category that was worthy no it was a really good good. concept and uh, pretty well executed and congratulations on you for the next uh, 78 emails you'll be getting from Steve now (laughs) that you've encouraged him so well done Yeah. yeah All right. Well, let us know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. You can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. Please click subscribe there on iTunes and Stitcher if you have time. Uh, leave us a review if you can do that as well. We'd appreciate it. Thank you to all of you that have already done both of those two things. Until tomorrow, John 317. This is Steve Dace. I like you. 